on the Comcast Business Hotline, a man to talk baseball with. That's right, The Athletic, his Jimmy Rollins show on uh, Stadium TV. You got to check that out. Make sure you grab the Stadium app. Awesome stuff going on there. Let's welcome to the program Jason Stark. Good morning, Jason. Anthony, you had a nugget? I missed your nugget, man. Sorry. No, that's right. Um, I, I talked to somebody over the weekend, and they said to me to talk among baseball is that Bryce Harper is uh, destined to be a Philly. I would say he's on their shopping list. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't know about destiny. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen. But I think I told you guys, uh, you know, I, I was in Clearwater the day that Jake Arrieta signed. Who's Jake Arrieta's agent? Scott Boris. Who's Bryce Harper's agent? Scott Boris. And um, I, I've never seen a guy attach himself to an owner <laughs> the, the way that Scott Boris attached himself to John Middleton that day. They were best buds. They were constant companions. And I thought to myself, I, I need to file this vision away because obviously Scott knows he's going to need John Middleton this winter for Bryce. Yeah, I, you, you know, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I, all, I thought all along that it was going to be Machado and not Bryce, but this guy I talked to now was like, nah, man, Bryce, is, Bryce is, wants to be a Philly. And I was like, wow. Well, what? I mean, why do you think it's not both? I mean, I, well, no, I it could asked be. about that. Look, that, like, yeah. the math seems incredible, right? That you could pay two guys $70 million, $75, million, fill in your absurd amount. Uh, that you could play, pay two guys on the same team that amount per year. All I can tell you is none of their people have ever talked me away from that idea that that is possible. They have so many players now who work cheap because they're so young. Yeah. No, I, you're right. It could definitely be both. I, Bobby, you said it earlier this year. Look out. You know, you want both of them. I didn't think it was realistic, but look, John Middleton is aggressive. Yeah, he's got oodles of money, and he wants to win. <laughs> you think? <laughs> there, again, this is my stat that I cite all the time. But they're a hundred million dollars under the luxury tax threshold. Mm -hmm. There really, there's not another team with their revenue stream and that amount of wiggle room under the threshold. There's none, and everybody in baseball knows it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chase, let me get to the current state. And we're talking to Jason Stark, brought to you by Xfinity X1. Xfinity X1 brings you live stats and latest scores right in your television. Change the way you experience TV with Xfinity X1. I, I, listen, I, I make no bones, but I get frustrated with this team. Because they've overachieved. They've done a lot of really good things. But why is Pedro Flormont playing yesterday? And I know that Reese Hoskins has a scheduled day off. Why is he doing a pennant race? You get your best hitter out. Well, um, you know, if you, if you look at what Gabe Kapler said about this, Hoskins had brutal numbers against Urania, 0 for 8, 6 strikeouts. Uh, he was 8 for 41. And he, uh, Gabe said after the game that Reese Hoskins might not sit out another game all year. But the, the season's growing. Uh, he was starting to show some signs of fatigue. It, it's hard to play every single player every day. I but when you can't score 
it looks bad. I hear they you. Can't but like, score. They can't score. They can't score. They can't get hits. <laughs> you can't. But you know, why, why would you start Pedro Florimond with a team that can't hit? Well, I think he didn't he do that in the uh, Noah game, right? So yeah, he, Sunday. You know, he like he likes he likes to emphasize defense when Noah pitches and when Arietta pitches, and that's what was going on there. But you tell me what's the right lineup with this team? Uh, there, this is a nugget from my uh, column, which is up on the Athletic right now. Uh, the Phillies are hitting two thirty seven as a team, and how many teams in the history of Nash, the National League? Have made it to the postseason, hitting two thirty seven or worse. None, yeah. none, not a one. Yeah. And uh, you know, look, they look, they walk, they see pitches. You, a walk is not as good as a hit. You've got you, you got to get a hit once in a while if you oh if you want to drive in those guys who walk. I, Chase, I, 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 I get frustrated. What Mike Schmidt said it all weekend. Did you get a chance to hear him? You know, I had a wedding this weekend, so I really okay. didn't hear So he much. talked about a lot of things that I talked about, which is roles. You know, going in, give me a set lineup. Going in, give me roles out of the bullpen. Going in, understanding that this is what your role is going to be on a team. And, I, I, you know, I mean, it's it's really a... <laughs> hitting third, and, you know, I get third, and so much better, than, you know. Well, it depends how you define roles, because if you're defining roles as set lineup, those days are over. They're over here. They're over across much of the sport. Um, you know, the, the people who run baseball teams now don't look at it that way. They think that this idea that a guy looks in the mirror and sees himself as the number three hitter or the five hitter or whatever, that's, that's out the window. And that's why you see the manager change his lineup every day. Right? They, they haven't had the same lineup two days in a row in three weeks. 112 different lineups. I'm aware of that. And you think, I mean, if you think it's crazy now, just wait, because you're going to have 35 players here in a week. Oh, no. I know. I, I cringed when I saw the call-ups. Like, Gabe has a new oh, toy now. All right, but, but here's the question. <laughs> because that's the way they do it, is that the right way? Well, you know, this is a multiple-choice quiz with almost no right answers. Right? Isn't, isn't that what you see when you look at the names on the lineup card? Um, where would you hate a Dubo Herrera right now? Right? Um, you know, Matt Gelb in his piece off the game yesterday pointed out he's got a 544 OPS since August 1st. Do you know that since the beginning of August, Odubo has one double? Oof. You believe that? So where would you hit that guy? Yeah, I, nowhere. I hit Roman Quinn. <laughs> like the only guy who's really nailed down a spot is Reese Hoskins hitting number two, and I know Schmini's not happy with that either. But, you know, this is the, the, the new way that front offices think about lineups is that the two-hole and the four-hole are your most important spots. Can, can you and, explain, can explain on that a little bit? Because yeah, because or we used to think that the best hitter should hit third, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so much research now that shows that the three-hole hitter hits with two outs and nobody on more than any other spot in your lineup. And so if you hit your best hitter second, 
you, you know, the you don't have that phenomenon. You're getting that guy more plate appearances. There are a lot of reasons for it, but not everybody can adjust to it psychologically. I mean, Reese Hoskins is fine with it. He gets it. He's 25 years old. Um, but, it, I mean, this, you're seeing the game change so rapidly in how everybody thinks about everything. And it's just hard for people who aren't immersed in it sometimes to comprehend all of the thinking that drives all of this stuff. But the bottom line is nobody on this team is hitting except for Roman Quinn. Nobody. Well, no, so I, I know. What's the right lineup? I, I hear you. I, again, you know, it's funny when we talk about the, the number two hitter. See, here's the problem. If you're on, if your leadoff hitter isn't a great on base hitter, on base guy, yep. then it doesn't matter if you're hitting two or three. Because the problem is, it's all, you got the pitcher. If you, you you're not going to have opportunities to bat with men on base, which is why Reese has all those solo home runs. Yeah, uh, you know. And I think three months ago we would have said that Cesar Hernandez is a good on base guy. Now he's hitting ninth. <laughs> well, that's that's what he is. He's either one or nothing. I didn't like, yeah, you, yeah. you and I argued about him. I'm not a I was not a Cesar fan. Strikes out um, too much. You know, he's, you know, I thought he turned a corner. I think he's a talented player. And I really thought he had turned a corner. He understood how good he was, how good he could be. And now I see a guy who is taking pitches just to take pitches. How many called third strikes does Cesar Hernandez take? Um, you're taking pitches for a purpose. You're not taking pitches just to take them. And, I, you know, he just lost his M.O. up there. And so you have to drop him in the lineup. But drop him where? It's, I mean, he's, he hits first, he hits ninth. Odubel hits seventh, he hits eighth, then he hits third, then he hits fourth. It, it's hard to follow. I will grant you that. It's hard. How do the players take to it, Chase? Um, just on the Phillies. I, think, I know you say it's around the league, but I mean just this Phillies team with Gabe. Do they take to it all right? I mean, I can't say that I've surveyed them, but these are young guys. They're just establishing themselves in, themselves in baseball. And, you know, this is not the Charlie Manuel era where Charlie believed in a set lineup. Charlie believed that, you know, once you earn the right to be an everyday player, that's what you were. You were going to play every day. And he was going to hit you in the same spot in the order. And there was consistency and everybody in that lineup understood what they were and where they fit. Now the idea is to define roles in a different way. And I mean I think the hardest part of this is trying to help guys understand why they play and why they don't and when they play and when they don't. So the the best thing they do is if you know if you're Reese Hoskins and you're not going to play tomorrow um, they're going to let you know the night before. Um, or if you're Pedro Foreman and you are going to play tomorrow, they're going to let you know the, the night before. So they are doing a good job of communicating that. But I don't know that you can possibly explain all the thinking with all the lineups every day. How, how long would that take? I know. I know. I, I guess I, I just, I, I don't, look, you know, I'm not in it every day, so uh, who am I? But I can't just sit here and simply concede that the new way of baseball is the better way. 
I, you know, I mean, like, because like you ask me to blindly go, yes, I believe in the numbers. I believe in the stat. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't. I believe in situational hitting, and I I don't believe in that. I believe that they come into play, but I don't believe it's my religion. Yeah, I, you know, I had a long talk with the manager the other day, and I think the the one thing we agreed on was. If you look at recent history, there is no one way to get to the parade floats, right? Yeah. It's just incredible how different the teams that win do it. Now, the Astros and the Cubs, there's some similarities there. But then compare the the, the Royals to the mm-hmm. Giants, right? And try to, yeah. try to think about how differently those teams did it from how it's being done now. The, you know, the 2008 Phillies. It is way different than what they're attempting to do now. There are a lot of ways to win. You know how you win? Have good players. Yeah, well, I was going to say about the Astros, like, say what you want, but, you know, when you are when you got Springer and Altuve and Correa, and, and you just go one after another, and you got just bats like Gattis and Redick, and you got guys you get the ball, Gonzalez. I mean, you just got yeah. studs everywhere. I mean, at some point, yep. you know, and then, and, then, and then you throw Verlander out there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and like, look, I, this team is talented, but it needs more talent. You know, the, the, the season draws you a picture of what you are and what you aren't. Yeah. It's pretty clear what this team isn't right now. I like think they, they need more offense, and they've yeah. got to realign defensively. Do you know that if you look at the, the Sports Info Solutions Numbers, the mm-hmm. defensive run save numbers. The Phillies are not yeah. above average defensively at any position on the field. Not yeah, it's one. horrible. Isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, it's terrible. It really is. And, and it was always, you know, we were always taught to believe, you know, strong up the middle, be a good defensive team. Like, look at 08. 08, they rake, but they play good defense in 08. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And they had a great bullpen. They had their roles. This front office knows that this is an issue. Uh, You know, what you saw at the deadline and in August was a front office that said, we can't fix our defensive issues now. We can add bats. We can find bats. Let's try to upgrade that. Because we can't fix the defense. And it's incredible. Like, they have added guys who theoretically should have helped them offensively, and almost none of it has worked. I thought Roman no, Quinn no. has worked. <laughs> I know. It's funny because Cabrera at the home, I, I was surprised that it, I thought Cabrera was a good move, and he didn't do anything. I, other hey, than he, he hasn't hit. He's hit a few balls in the seats. He hasn't hit. Wilson Ramos has hit, but he hasn't been able to get on the field. Healthy, yeah. And I, like now you just, I, you know, I, I, I think now we're at a stage where this is becoming a math equation. Right. Um, how many more games can you afford to lose? Um, I love to look at the the projections of where this is heading. Fangrass is projecting 88 wins will win the NL East. So just do the math. The Phillies can afford to lose nine games in four weeks to get to 88. If it's more than that, their margin for error is shrinking fast. Wow. They, they, what they've got to do now is stay within range when they get to those seven games in Atlanta. Yeah. With Atlanta. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, definitely. But, but you don't want to have to go 7-0 and either. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, always enlightening, man. You're, you really are. You're, you're so much fun to talk to. Well, 
You guys too. Really Look is. Look forward fun. to this every week. Thanks, brother. You're the best. Appreciate hey guys. Jason Stark. The Phillies are projected out at 84 and a half wins. That's 88, like Jason said. I'm looking at the same numbers he was looking at. The Braves project out there. That'll win division. 84 and a half, 84 and a half is the number.